Hey, oh, and welcome to Omni Bros Live on a Wednesday, where our competition seems to be Superman 3 from Very Fine Condition. I would hope that you'd be more interested in the books that broke us than Superman 3. Was that the one with Richard Pryor? What the hell? Here, get off of my screen, Very Fine Condition. You're making me sick. Uh, NFL dude, where did you see that? It sounds fun. I'd like to know more. Mr. Tex, hey. James, books, yeah. Tasty Melon, hey, hey. Jesse, say what's first. Um, <laughs> thank you, William Lee. Uh, right on, right on, right on. That's what I like to see. So yeah, tonight we're going to do the books that broke us. Uh, I'm waiting for Lou, and then eventually Gabe will show up. So it's going to be a solo Omni Dog show until those guys show up. Uh, oh, the, the secret invasion thing here. Look what. Wait, Geo put this in the chat from James. This is funny. Uh, wait, here's Comics Guide. What up, buddy? Hey. They're asking if I'm still salty from. Um, the secret invasion thing and wait a minute i just saw it uh wait what it was like at the very bottom oh here it is No, I'm not salty. I actually discovered that I have the Secret Invasion hardcover. Whoops, I got rid of the chat. I have the Secret Invasion hardcover, and I have all the new Avengers. So if I I can either wait for Secret Invasion to come back in print, or I can find the Mighty Avengers hardcovers. I don't, it, mm, I, I don't know anything about the Mighty Sorry? Yeah, it does. I'm this not, is a lot of work. <laughs> I'm not paying $200, William Lee. No. Uh, don't be like that. 2016 Jess would have done that and paid for one-day shipping. Oh, two thousand? No, 2000 Jess never paid over cover price, buddy. I put in the shoe leather to make sure that I never paid over cover price. Uh, okay, the Baba Booey compilation was from the 2000, probably the 2013 Phoenix Open. Uh, here's Marcelo. Um, I, I announced that our competition was very fine condition reviewing Superman three. And I said, I hope you guys choose us over that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. The competition's real stiff tonight. Huh? Holy smoke. We need some viewers to prove that we exist. Hey now, death rattle. Hey now, Wookie Brown right on. Taste me on. I'd rather hear just play the mouth harp or speak Spanish for an hour to listen to Superman three review. Okay. I'll give you 10 seconds of it. Muchas gracias. There you go. That was beautiful. Thank you, buddy. That was, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Your wife digs it. Huh? I love it. Oh, she loves it. It's the highlight of her day. <laughs> Besides the pie. Besides the pie. 
Oh my uh, God! So tonight is our Festivus episode, isn't it? it is that what we're doing tonight? <laughs> the airing of grievances. It pretty much is. We never do this, but it sounds <laughs> like when you when you guys pitched the idea, I was like, okay, so we're doing an episode where we're pretty much just talking about the stuff we hate the most. Well, i i don't I don't want to say it's stuff because I'm going to make a difference between the books I root beard. Okay. And the books I really wanted to like and crushed me so much that I stopped reading them. Mm, okay. Well, I, I just thought of another one to add to the list. <laughs> is there a certain Blackbird that is on that list today? Blackbird. Maybe he has metal wings. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about someone dark? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh he's here. That's what I thought. He did curse you for a while. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to go through all of that. <laughs> That's part of the fun stories. Here's Rick. Hey. Up as a leading Hispanic on uh, in the comics community. Um, Rodimus Prime Rib also always challenges me to speak a little Espanol every episode, and it's become the highlight of my day. So, oh, okay. Let's see. Buenas noches, Omni Hermanos. Hombre de acero, tres uy, no por favor. Superman 3 is no good. <laughs> Even I understood that one. <laughs> what's the uy? Is that what? what's going on with the U-Y-Y-Y? Is that uh, for emphasis? Let's see. Mm. Yeah, I think it is. Buenas noches, hombre, hermanos, hombre de cruy. Uy, no, por favor. He's saying, oh, no, please. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, he's like emphasizing the oh, like, oh, no, please. Oh, okay. Nice. Oddly enough, you did a Batter Days with the Minister about new collectors buying collected editions during 2020. I just happened to be new to collecting in that time. Um, what What's odd about that? New collectors buying collected editions. I just oh, uh, you were new to collecting, so maybe I, mm, I'm not sure I'm getting the connection. Uh, it's okay as long as you're watching the show, Mister Tex. Mm -hmm. I'm calling your loyal viewer. Mm -hmm. Well, 2020, 2020, a lot of people, you know, I, I a lot of people, they had a lot of free time because nobody was going out. It was COVID and all that other stuff. So. A lot of people picked up omnibuses, and I think you did an episode about like, hey, whoop, this oh, he happened to get Secret Invasion, so I was one of those grabbing books that you passed on. Mm -hmm. Got it, Mister Tex. Um, yeah, I was. It's funny. I was just talking to Patty today about. She asks me when something happened, and I'm like, 2019. Mm -hmm. That's my standard answer now. It it happened in 2019. Yeah. Because 2020 through about halfway through last year is just a black hole for me. Oh, yeah, you're not kidding. I mean, I don't remember anything from 2020 or 2021. I, if anything, if anything happened, it happened in 2019. I'm just like, what, dude? Since the pandemic, I have met my wife. We got married. <laughs> I've had a kid. Yeah, a stepdaughter now. That is a in three years, and I moved to Miami. Yeah, that's actually, crazy. yeah, that's some pretty big life choices there. <laughs> three since the pandemic, Jesus. That's what I meant. I missed the pandemic. I missed that time where things were shut down. I've said this before. Not the people, obviously, you know, obviously not the people that were 
negatively affected by it and all that stuff. But I was having the time of my life. I felt like since we, I've been watching Arrested Development, and you know, um, <laughs> what's his name? The dad, when he's in prison, he's like, I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. I was like, wow, this is great. I don't well, have to interact with people. I, and, and, the, and the freeways and roads were empty. Oh. It was so great. I oh my God. yesterday I went to the doctor on the Beltway. People I were driving like complete idiots. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where do you have to be so fast that you were riding up to my tail, cutting in and out? And where are you going? McDonald's? What's what's so fast that you need to go? And people are taking crazy chances just on regular roads, just pulling in front of me. And yeah, I was thinking. Oh my God, I wish there was another pandemic. I would love to be quarantined now. This is what I need, a quarantine. I need all these idiot drivers quarantined. I I honestly was doing amazing during the... I mean, I was working from home. I was sleeping in. <laughs> oh my God, dude. I was doing the hobbies that I wanted to do. And I was still getting paid. Oh, let's roll it back. Come on, let's, let's shut this fucker down one more time, please. Just, oh just do God. it for the heck of it, please. Uh, oh, there's N Man. He, uh, Secret Invasion Omnibus was easy and table. Mm-hmm. I think all the MCU buzz around that time created FOMO for that book. Either that, or it had been around for four years. Uh, yeah. Um. What mighty Avengers books do I need, Endman Forty? Because you you may not have heard, or maybe you did hear that I have Secret Invasion and all the new Avengers books. So, what mighty Avengers books I need? Do I need? Hmm. I miss the pandemic traffic. Wookiees with us. I I think they are too now, and they were bad before, but I feel like they think they're immune or immortal. Remember, you guys did a video in March 2020, and Lou was hyped for Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, and FF Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man. Now, 2020 was... Oh, God. Take me back, dude. Honestly. I had... I didn't have to interact with people. I did <laughs> not have to actually have meet with people. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I can't even argue with that. I don't like leaving my house, and that was my Olympics. I had to stay in the house. <laughs> I got a gold medal in that. All these people were like, oh, my God, my social life. And I'm like, ah, losers. <laughs> Can't lose what you didn't have, buddy. Uh, and Animal Crossing actually really saved me and my daughter because I didn't see my daughter for the whole year. We missed Thanksgiving. We missed Christmas together because she lives, you know, 20 minutes away. And we mm -hmm. would FaceTime playing Animal Crossing every day. And we got way <laughs> into it. Yeah, yeah, I remember dude, that, but that, see, that hit at the right time because it was, I think the game came out right like a week after they shut everything down. Everybody's like, oh my God, this sucks. But hey, we kind of get to interact with this virtual world and it changes almost every day and stuff like that. So it, it was just the perfect storm of it hit at the right time. And I don't think, yeah. ever, I don't think it'll ever happen again. And it was lighthearted, it took your mind yeah. off it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Mighty Avengers OHC Volume 2 has all the issues still thrown in the Omni. I believe issue 7 is in the Omni, but forget why that loan issue is important. Okay, James, please find me. Mighty <laughs> Avengers OHC Volume 2. 
for not ten thousand dollars. Thank you. That's a good one. Um. So yeah, the pandemic. Huh. Um. Uh. 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 I was gonna say something about. Oh yeah, countdown to uh, Costco pie is. We are at uh, seventeen days and counting. It's the nineteenth. Have you called ahead to see if it's at the store? <laughs> um, I haven't. I'm tempted. I got gas there today, and I was tempted mm -hmm. to walk in just to see if it was there. Okay. But I I, I feel like if I see it, I'm going to get it. <laughs> and I'm not going to be able to pull off the hiding. Uh, that I, mm -hmm. There's no way I could have ever hidden that. Um, now, Enman said he felt it was more peanut buttery. Do you, do you feel the chocolate was noticeable in it, or did he get a more peanut buttery pie? So for me, I thought I, I actually kind of agree with Enman. There's a lot more. There's a good. There's a bit of a peanut butter taste to it. I mean, um, a bit of a chocolate taste to it, but it's definitely more peanut butter. The mm. peanut butter is way more pronounced in it. And did you ever figure out what the the uh, topping was around the pie baby what was the topping around that five pound chocolate peanut butter pie <laughs> that still hasn't been able to get <laughs> you jerk <laughs> what was the topping around the five pound peanut butter chocolate pie that jess still hasn't been able to get as look at his local costco and we have <laughs> yes it was peanut butter jess yeah well here's what i have to say to that <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see roguish type popped in and said evening couldn't resist this spicy topic yeah that was gonna be good i yeah. think so too i'm kind of excited for it saz another benefit of the pandemic was that i literally months between trips to the gas station oh yeah. my god yeah i'll i'll tell you another thing that still lingers is you it wasn't like you weren't allowed to pay cash for things, but they wanted credit cards mm -hmm. and, and there was like a coin shortage or something. And I went to the ATM today and I almost forgot my code. It's been so long since I've gotten cash. I, I got in the habit of just not carrying cash. I almost forgot my pin number. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, the the you know kind of going. We're three years out from it. Looking back at the pandemic, it's like man. Technically, we're still. And I don't. I just think everybody was like, yeah, we're not dealing with COVID anymore. Everybody was just in unison of like, yeah, we're just not going to even talk about it anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, looking back on it now, man, that thing it it put into perspective a lot of I think things clearly for a lot of people, including that. The, this country is held together off the backs of the very, very, very low paid and the people that don't want to do the worst jobs. You mean like nurses? N not just nurses, but I'm talking about people that do, you know, they work at the grocery store and stuff oh. like that. The, oh. the, yeah, because those were those were the jobs that everybody was like oh my god what's going to happen because you know somebody's got to stock the shelves truck drivers got to go to places and stuff like that yeah. and man it, i think it was a wake up call for a lot of people uh yeah no you're totally right on that including some of the people that worked at those jobs where they were like what do you wow i'm spending i'm getting paid what is the minimum like 
eight bucks an hour, ten bucks an hour, depending on the place. Yeah. And I was my life. Yeah. A lot of people woke up when that stuff was crazy. Yeah. Actually, Enman brings up a good point. I was an essential worker, so I had to carry a letter around. My wife did, too. Um, She didn't have a she worked at the uh, the old folks home um, and she had to carry that letter, too, in case she got pulled over because um, cops were pulling people over. You weren't supposed to be leaving your house. I remember your wife working during that whole during that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she actually only got about a month in um, and she had a, a she was going to retire in June and it was April and she got sent home with a fever because yeah. they thought she had COVID. And she said, eh, I think I'm retiring now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good idea in hindsight. Do you remember people fighting over cases of water? Oh, oh yeah. Water was in short supply. People were what? fighting over cases of water, over diapers, which is... Just... You understand that now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Um, yeah. And even today... There's a bit of a there's a so my child is on baby formula and even today there's a baby formula shortage and I just think back at like you are some kind of asshole if you are buying up toilet paper baby formula water and stuff like that just to flip online oh like, that takes a special kind of asshole to do that especially baby formula yeah. Yeah. And I'm somebody that sells on eBay and even I wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, you sell. Yeah, obviously, if it's like your color, like comics and stuff like that, that's not something that's essential. Essential. Yeah. Yeah. But no. baby formula, if you're if honestly, genuinely, if you sell, if you buy up a bunch of the bottles and stuff like that and a bunch of the cans of baby formula at Publix, like right when it gets there, you're an asshole, dude. Because if you're doing it to flip it online and not to feed your child, it's kind of fucked up. And, and they weren't flipping it for like a 15% profit. They were flipping it for like 400% yeah. profit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, now that I think about it, Costco opened up early for seniors. <laughs> An hour early. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. there was a line and you had to stay apart. You had to be masked six feet apart. You had to be masked and there were limits on what you could buy. Like one thing of toilet paper, one thing of paper towels, mm-hmm. one of this, one of that. Mm-hmm. Wow. No yeah. wonder I forgot that year. I, I, <laughs> I made myself a, a moral monster, That's not merely an asshole, a moral monster. Yeah, yeah. Ethically challenged. That's right. You're right. Next. Imagine that. Oh, here's Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Did you ever get hit with COVID? Cause I got, no. I got it twice. I know. I got a twist. The first time, my wife called me a bitch because she thought I was just complaining. And... <laughs> How supportive and sympathetic. <laughs> Isn't that right, sweetie? <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> She's saying I wasn't sick. I was running like 104 fever. Whoa. And she was like, no, you're pathetic. That's bullshit. <laughs> I heard that. That's awesome. It was 101. <laughs> so i was running a fever we went out to a restaurant that day and this is before i knew i had covid and it was restaurants were open this was like this dude this was the second time no this was the first time this was i want to say 2021 oh okay 
yeah, I want to say this was 2021. And we went out to this seafood restaurant and we're eating and I'm shaking like fucking crazy. And my wife is like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't feel good. She's like, all right, whatever. yeah, whatever. And I'm trying to eat the seafood and I'm like, I really don't taste anything. I think I have COVID. And my wife is like, you're not fucking sick. So we went that night, we go get a COVID test. And sure enough, I pop positive for COVID and I'm running a fever and my wife thinks, like, you're just fucking overreacting to it. And I'm trying not to die on the couch. <laughs> hey, we're talking about my death here. <laughs> so I'm trying not to die on the couch. And then the next morning I had to, because I was still making the drive from Miami to Orlando every every other weekend. Remember oh, that? visitor. Okay. Yeah, it's a visitor. And I had to get up at four in the morning the next day to try and make it to Orlando just so I could... I didn't work the next day. I think I just, I needed to get home at that point. I forgot what the reason was. I had called out. Yeah. I called out with COVID and my boss, I remember now. Yeah. My boss was like, yeah, you could work from home for the next few days. That's when they were allowing you to do that. If you got COVID. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, I got to get to Orlando. Um, and I remember just driving the next morning around four in the morning like this. Ooh. Yeah. It was, it was pretty rough. I almost died. <laughs> You always need to keep your mic open. I love hearing her yell at you. <laughs> you didn't catch anything. That's the crazy. She, she's right. I was with her for a week and she didn't catch anything. She was Teflon. What wow. she, she was exposed to so many people around us that had COVID. And we're like, well, this is it. You're going to catch it. She didn't catch it. And then the one time I caught <laughs> The one time she catches COVID was last year where she was four months pregnant with our child. Oh, that's right. And I we didn't, that. dude, we didn't even realize she had COVID. We go to the hospital because she's, she's like, oh my God, I'm worried sick. Something's not right. Like I'm feeling cramps. I'm worried about the baby. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So we go there, they do a scan on, on the baby at the time. And they're like, look, we have, what was it called? Um, Oh, it wasn't just COVID. They said that we, we almost could have lost her. Right. They said the cervix is opening up. Yeah, the cervix was low. So it looks like you might end up having a miscarriage. There's a probability you might have a miscarriage in the next few weeks. Oh, and we were like, oh, fuck. So they run those tests and then they come back and they go, oh, and you have COVID. And the nurse walked out like if it was nothing fucking big. He's like, yeah, you got COVID and walked out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so she tested positive for COVID, and that was my, and I got it too from her. That was my second time getting it. I, you know, I have a track record of always getting sick all the time. So yeah. Patty and I were prepared for me to be the first one to get it and get really sick from it. Mm -hmm. So far, oh, I haven't wow. gotten it. Yeah, I just, I just knocked on IKEA uh, paper board, but, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so far. Uh, neither no i don't think uh, uh, my daughter got it last year yeah um but she can now work remotely from home triple r is here talking to tasty melon i have to still have to finish triple r so as i nobody warned me about their symptoms yeah that's fucked uh let me just say something about kenny he alerted me through his post that there's a new Harley Quinn black, white, and red coming out. 
Mm. I'm I found that out from Kenny. So thank you, Kenny. I was very excited to read about that. He had a link and everything. So Kenny's a good, a good info provider. Stimson, what up, dude? You didn't want to see them talking about Superman three, um, either. N no, I think Mr. Tex is talking about something else. <laughs> Essewu, I work hands-on with COVID patients through the whole pandemic, and I still haven't gotten it. You should buy a lottery ticket. Jesus, you're man. very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I thought it was Teflon, man, but then I got hit with it twice, so it was like, oh. Second time wasn't as bad as the first time, though. I just remember April. Um, April seemed like it was six months long to me. Mm -hmm. You know, because... March 8th is when they declared an emergency and then the, the quarantine happened and April is when Taylor and I put out a few videos on trying to, you know, uh, uplifting books to keep you in a good mood and stuff. And April, I was kind of scared because there was a, a, we didn't know much then. Yeah. And so I was doing those, um, those videos for me is much for everybody else. Um, so I want everybody to notice my new Scooby-Doo shirt. If t-shirt guys in there, I highly doubt you'll be able to. Um... It's a nice shirt. I like that. Yeah. It's a, one of those Rizvolts one. so comfortable they're expensive but they're really well made here's warren weaver let's warren let's just talk about how much you and i have in common because you also are getting the black cat omnibus before hater gabe comes on <laughs> which is momentary and starts beating my ass about black cat a bucky hasn't even read yet does she get the infinity stones in that book she they're they're actually people. The I haven't read the backstory on on how the stones possess the people. Okay, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. But but she gathers the infinity people or the gem gemstone people, hmm. and for a caper, um, and it's it's really well done. I it makes me want to go back and find out. Uh, I know Star first appeared in Captain Marvel, but I I don't know what event. Maybe the, somebody in the chat knows what happened i'm sure it was in 2019 because i can't remember anything before that yeah when did the gemstones become people jesus i i am so off marvel like in general completely even yeah. the even the movies it, it, like oh yeah everything marvel related i just do not have the, the faintest amount of interest in lately i don't know what oh. it is I have the interest. I just haven't had the time. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, the, that Marvel trailer actually looks pretty fun. It doesn't look like it's going to be a bad movie. It looks pretty good. But I'm just like, okay, it's another Marvel movie. I'll wait. What black cat? William? I thought you were Team Omni Dog. What? What's this about? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, Tasty Melon. I, I don't. I don't know that I saw. I don't know that I saw that. If it, I'm. I, it's a certain kind of Harley Quinn that I'd want on a shirt. Um, like, I don't want her and Joker on a shirt. Mm. Um, uh, I, but I actually haven't seen it. I'm, I'm interested now in seeing it. Stimson saw Mario. 
I'm still living up that high. It was a fantastic watch. If you hadn't seen it, I'm totally going to watch it when it comes to, to pay-per-view HBO max, this discovery plus charging you $20 for 4k. Jesus Christ. Here, Hey, here's a question. Uh, before we get started on our grievances, <laughs> the airing of grievances, <laughs> who is, who's your favorite Harley Quinn artist? I think I know the answer, but I'm not sure. Well, hmm. Uh, I think there's, it's a pretty easy answer. I I feel like it's Bruce Tim. Really? Wow! But, I thought it was going to go with somebody else. Um. Well, I like Terry Dodson. Um. I thought you were going to throw Amanda Connor in there. Well, I I do, but she hasn't done a whole lot. She did more writing on that Harley Quinn stuff. Now, I think she did all the art in that Birds of Prey book. Here, I can show you that. I got... She drew an original Harley Quinn on this for me. I love her design. I love the way Amanda Connor draws characters. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, and she... I love the, all the other uh, characters in here, too, but she drew that and uh, came with whatever. This is official. So mm -hmm. I, I keep this displayed um yeah i yeah you yeah i think you're right if, if if i could she does a lot of covers for harley quinn but i don't i don't know how much into she didn't do any interior art in the harley quinn books that i love so uh yeah i don't know probably bruce tim or terry dodson i would guess they do the most yeah okay. when i think See, for me, when I think Harley Quinn, the first thing that pops into my mind is, for whatever reason, maybe it's because I've been exposed to it so much, is the Amanda Connor version. Is that art kind of yeah. cartoony yeah. version that she she draws? And I I just associate the character with that. And, of course, you know, the classic Bruce Tim from the animated series where she first appeared. Yeah. And you're right. The version I like is the one that Connor and Palmiotti created. That's mm -hmm. the one... I mean, I love everything, but that's the one that really got me into her. Okay. Um, so, yeah, okay, I'll I'll change it to uh, Connor. Yeah, that's fair. When, so when, because you you've read a lot more Harley than I have, by far a lot more. When did we start to kind of see that shift of Harley Quinn being Joker's in the that abusive relationship with Joker to now where? She's become kind of a symbol of an independent woman who's like, yeah, fuck that guy. I don't want anything to do with him. <laughs> Even writers nowadays, they don't really pair them up as much as they used to anymore because they're they're like the character has evolved beyond that at this point. Um, I to me, I feel like it was the Carl Kessel Terry Dodson run where they okay. really broke her out into her own. Um, and I, after that, then I think what I really gravitated towards is uh the palmiati connor stuff where she's completely on her own in you know owning the building being a roller derby queen being a psychiatrist right so yeah i think i feel like it was the carl kessel stuff okay i'm behind on uh the answer to anything uh well they haven't drawn harley but i dig it her portrayal on batman will always be my favorite harley quinn that's fair 
It only has Harley on it in different art styles. Most of my Marvel intake nowadays is for collected editions of older material. Here and there, something catches my attention. Though, right now, I want to check out Clobberin' Time. That sounds like it's a thing book. Bar is going to channel. Do you, Are you familiar with the Unstoppable Bar? Has she been in here before? She's our Israeli viewer. Oh, are you frozen? Bar is going to channel Black Cat and steal your Harley collection if you keep showing those rare Harley collectibles off. Oh, yeah, she's going to be. I think you're frozen there, Lou, baby. Um, I haven't read any Harley, so I don't know anything about her. If I'd like the character. Yeah, Lou will be back. If 90s Mike Diodato Jr. could have had a chance, he or... Oh, Joe Benitez. I love Lady Mechanica. Boy, what a great heart. That's a good call. What a great Harley. Um, he could have drawn bars missing all this Harley Quintox. James, I may uh, do a show with her about Harley Quinn. I mean, why shouldn't I? What's the worst that can happen? Not nothing. She's just, I bet she's funny on air. Uh, that was Stepan Shezik, or however he says it. Uh, well, this is true. Is there more to her? To Harley? Oh, yeah, there's a lot more to her. For me, it seemed Gotham City Sirens is when Harley became a main focus. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, let's look at Harley Quinn. I think I'm going to have a show of just Harley Quinn with Barr. Without a way, these sirens will play, and no one, not Hushiger, Riddler, or even the Joker, can squash the bad girls of Gotham City. Yeah, that's fair. Gotham City. Oh, <laughs> it's Gabe. Hey, everybody. What's up? We uh we lost Lou, but he'll be popping back in. Oh, we've been talking about COVID and Harley Quinn right now. Oh man, great topics. Um, Clobbering Time is a thing book with Hulk by oh with Hulk by Steve Scrooge. I thought Clobbering Time. Oh, it's a thing. Okay, thing with Hulk. Got it. Sorry, <laughs> it's Ben Grimm. Yeah, right. Immortal Hulk is the best modern Marvel book, in my opinion, but I also really like the new Eternals run by Gillen leading into Axe Judgment Day, which is also really fun. I have heard that Axe Judgment Day is, is an actually really great event and that that Eternals run, I've heard that too, by Gillen is really good. Uh, Mr. Tex is a fan of Gabe. Rodimus Prime Rib. Oh, yeah. Gabe is Majestic Beard. I'm a fan of uh, Rodimus Prime and uh, Mr. Tex as well. Right oh, on. Yeah, I mean, know. I just never read any of the Connor or other single lines of her, so I don't know if I'd like her. Um, how long? You been, how long you been growing the beard, Gabe? What's the uh, time? Yeah, that thing's like ZZ Top proportions, practically. Uh, yeah, look like the guy in the zigzag packages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, what a deep fall. <laughs> uh, August. It was August. August. When, yeah. I don't think. I don't think I could grow that long of a beard. That that thing is is a talent of yours. I gotta like I gotta get it all worked up and I gotta trim it up. It's getting it's getting unruly. Do you take care of it yourself or do you go to a barber to kind of clean you up? Uh, I have yet to ever have anybody do anything to it. 
Okay. But I am going to go to a barber, like, when I do get around to it. Um, Do-do. And let's uh, see. Uh, Stimson takes back his or her answer. Joe Carly Black Label Series, my favorite art of hers. That was Miko Swayen. Jason Bat. Oh, and Mike Mayhew, who alternated. That was really cool. I love the... If you're talking about Harley Quinn artists, uh, Terry Dotson, when he was yeah, in that first series. We talked about that. Yeah. And here you see them altering, alternating right here. Mike Mayhew did uh, half, and then Miko Swayen did the other half. Miko Suave. <laughs> Rico Suave. Have we ever done a Harley episode? I don't think we have, have we? I don't know that anybody loves Harley as much as I do in Omni Bros. Well, I mean, I'd be down to hear you talk and us chime in about the character for a while. Honestly, that could be an idea for a Wednesday if we, if we could just talk about Harley for a bit. I'm always up for that. There's a 12-hour episode right there, everybody. <laughs> Pack a lunch. <laughs> Pack a lunch. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think she's... I think the character itself is just fascinating. Just from the, where it started as a bit character in the Batman animated series to this arguably the fourth pillar of the DC universe at this point, because she's so, you know, she's so prominent and important. Probably one of the, the more spotlighted, important female characters in the DC, probably next yeah. to Wonder Woman. Yeah. Go to a con, go to a con and you will see more people probably cosplaying as Harley than, as than Wonder Woman. I would put money on that. Hmm. That makes me want to go to Baltimore Con and see. I, might, I would put money on that. Uh, that sounds interesting. I I would actually like to see that. I like. To I think Wonder Woman is a harder cosplay to pull off for people, probably. But I agree. You know, I see a lot more Harleys than I do like Wonder Woman. I'm not familiar with this Black Hat Spider Man Kevin Smith Dodson six issue run. Oh, okay. I uh, I was reading that in singles. And it's all about this guy that would like had a mutant power, some kind of power where you could transfer like anything into your body. So he was like transferring like, sorry, Jess, heroin into like, I think it was like heroin or some type of drug into people and was killing them. Uh, I was reading it in singles, but it was like Kevin Smith uh, it took like three, four years for like, oh, the last couple of issues to come out kind of thing. That sounds about hey. right. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not going to talk about Daredevil, Bullseye, Target, or whatever that one was called. That never finished. I uh, just described her as DC's fourth pillar. I got that from DC. They described her as that back in yeah. <laughs> 2019 when everything happened. Old man Jess hunting the Harley cosplayers in the con, probably going to get arrested. Okay, first of all... <laughs> I'm not hunting them. I just said I wanted to see them. <laughs> it's Harley Quinn season. Yeah. <laughs> the, I get a picture of that tree with Elmer Fudd and Bugs Pulling Bunny down ripping the down the... Yeah. <laughs> Rabbit season. Duck season. Harley Quinn season. season. Wonder Woman season. <laughs> Harley Quinn season. Power uh, Girl season. There's a video from 2017 with Jess, Gabe, and Omar about Harley. Definitely time for a new one. Okay, good. Jesus, we've been around that long. Wow. Uh, is that when we first started, or did we start in I, late 2016? I guess we started in late 2016. Uh, a roguish type, you'll be hearing about this book in a little bit. 
We started in late 2000. We are approaching 10 years. You realize that, right? Well, we're seven years. I mean, yeah. Not too far from 10. Well, no. Uh, I got that book, Stimson, but I haven't read it yet. But it's at the top of my list to want to read. I need to check that out because that's supposed to be, from my understanding, like the wrap up of Tom King's run. That, yeah, that's issues. why I want to read it. Mm-hmm. Upper management a- is going to smack you with Harley's hammer if you act up at a con. I got Harley's hammer as a Christmas gift one time. I think that was originally supposed to be the end of his run, but then DC's like, yeah, we're pulling you off of Batman. So he moved whatever story he was going to oh, do. With that. Yeah, that's right. Because from the get, he was saying, yeah, I'm going to do 100 issues of Batman. Yeah. And he got close to it. Well, like 75 or 80, I think. Yeah, that's a lot of issues. I think I get that volume six deluxe hardcover. Yeah. I still got to get Secret Invasion. (laughs) Uh, Wait for a reaper. This is, it shows how some of these publishers are out of touch. Like, why is there not a push for. Secret Invasion, like Omnibus Collected Edition, stuff like that, when that show is about to drop soon. Yeah, that's a good question. That should be a reprint immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Even like with the like House of M and stuff like that, but it dropped like the whole like WandaVision thing, and then it just, oh, it's House of M, and then that thing just sold out, and then I think they eventually came out with like a reprint or something, but yeah, that should, that's a, that should, should already be in the chamber ready to go. Mask of the Phantasm is in it. That's the main reason I got it. In the Catwoman Batwoman series, I remember I watched that movie. So he, yeah, she's the villain of the series, apparently. Harley is? No. F- Catwoman. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm. 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 Okay. Phantasm. Yeah. They, right. they, Gabe, they retconned that, though. Remember Batman Beyond? Oh, God. Sure. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true they retcon i know i know it retcon's always like oh yeah that's right now i gotta like change my brain cannon although they did unmask the phantasm but yeah she, like, it kind of doesn't work try to kill the joker at the very end yeah, yeah it kind of doesn't work yeah huh. well uh all right would you like to give me a book that broke you black cat no, stop. You haven't even read it. Stop. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. The main thing I always think of when it comes down to it is it was the end of a series that was fantastic. It was like one of the like, best like crossover events of all time. Yeah. And then we got this. Ooh. Oh, wow. That fallen, Century hey, Fallen Sun. You own a copy of that. I own a copy of it. It's the only one of my comic books that broke me that I own. Um, <laughs> just because I, I got this in a collection and I was working at Torpedo. I bought this big collection and I was flipping through it. I'm like, oh, this saltpeter of a book. Let me get this. Just, just, <laughs> just to have it as an example of my least favorite. No, you know what? Fuck it. This, is the, this thing is a terrible, terrible comic book. It's the oh. worst. And it's written by Paul Jenkins which is even worse because I love Paul Jenkins stuff for the most part. Um... It's this, this is the epilogue to Siege. It's a whole, um, like, people going to 
spoilers century dies so it's all about like his kind of like funeral mm-hmm. and everybody kind of reminiscing about him and it's also a part of if nobody knows his first appearance is in this wizard magazine where marvel comics um just catfished everybody into believing that they found a a the very Marvel's that they discovered Marvel's first ever superhero that was forgotten. Like they were, they, they, they drew it, they put it together and they just forgot about it and eventually went on and did Fantastic Four. It's, it's from the beginning. It, it, the whole thing was a lie. Like that was all made up on the spot. Like it's a mm-hmm. new character. It wasn't the Silver Age character they tried to tell us. They, they got Stan Lee to kind of corroborate it because he's got bad memory. They even got John Romita Jr. to draw the image in here to make it look like it's a silver age character. And then we got fallen sun where it's just everybody reminiscing about how they've always known him. And he was always around because that was his whole lore was (laughs) that he was always around and we were made to forget about him. Everybody in the Marvel universe was made to forget about him. And then that's when he came back and he, all that whole thing came up with him and his wife and all that kind of stuff. And I was more than happy to what happened to his wife and dark Avengers. Um, but this is the one where it broke me because it was – he slept with Rogue. He was the only person who was ever able to touch her. Uh, like, Let me see. I, I put some posters, pictures up here. So this is the one where they're talking about, like, oh, my God, this is so hard. And they, and they talk about, wait a minute, did she? Yeah. Did they – they did that? Yeah. For how long? And this is the whole thing. So they talked about how sh- – how, Century and Rogue hooked up. Of course, that's impossible because Rogue can't touch anybody, but apparently he did because he's always been around and he was like, Thing's best friend. And then you get Thor who just randomly goes to this old lady's house and starts dancing with her. Makes no sense. It's 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 such a bad thrown together issue. I don't know where it came from, how they put it together, why they decided they thought this is going to be something that can tap off the end of the Siege saga, but my God, I can't stand this book. I have it just because, you know, you got to kind of have that bad comic book in your collection at some time. Um, yeah, Siege. Mm-hmm. Fallen Sun. The Century. It sucks. I hate it. <laughs> it, it was terrible. Speaking of books, if you want to get your collected editions at a discount and amazingly packaged, that would be InStockTrades.com where you can find books 38, 45, 42, 65% off. Depending on the sale, it's amazing. Uh, don't forget your 2% loyalty discount. Uh, at the end of every month, we give away a free $50 gift card to InStock Trades, courtesy of InStock Trades. $50 or more in an order gets you free shipping. Fabulous customer service, fabulous packaging. That's InStockTrades.com. Here, let me show you this. So here's that first image of Century in Wizard. And how they made it sound like, oh, hey, this is the discovery of a lifetime. We wow. The startling discovery leads Marvel to ask, was Stanley Century the first Marvel hero exclusive with Wizard? They found it. And this is a John Romita drawing. This is an artist down here named Artie, Artie Lang. I don't think it's Artie Lang. <laughs> Artie Lang. Artie, Artie Rosen, excuse me. I don't even think that's even a real artist i think that's somebody else's photo that they use i have to go back and look at it because they start revealing it later on how this is all just kind of a hoax to kind of develop that lore of 
of the century. <laughs> but yeah, this is his first appearance. And it all started from here with Stan Lee corroborating it and talking about how, you know, he oh, he vaguely remembers that happening. It was so long ago and all this stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. What's great about this is that the, so the bit that they use to introduce the character is better than the actual story of the character. <laughs> and this would never work today. Because people would instantly just blow it up online and ruin the whole thing. Oh yeah. Well, they they never they didn't release they didn't uh, admit that it was a hoax until like way later after the whole thing was kind of mm-hmm. over. Um, he already had his own series going and everything like that. Just wait a sec. Uh, I want to assure Warren that he's safe here. You're in a safe space, Warren. We it's not necessarily the comic book that you hate, but you're reading through a series and it broke you and 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 stopped you yeah. uh and that series ruined siege for gabe so um go ahead and say what your most comic hated comic is i don't care if it's harley quinn uh, whatever it is i don't care it's as long as you don't say black cat that's the only thing i kind of like he and i already agree we like black cat so it's too late for that um it's a harley book uh yeah i think the story broke because the artist they made up died and the drawings were found huh yeah it was john me to john me to senior that drew that image what <laughs> issue wizard is that they're asking uh it is issue 105 uh june 2000 when what and this is the cover you want to get this is the cooler june cover 2000. there's two covers. Wow. but this is also like the return to punisher this is like the whole punisher uh Garth Ennis Punisher. And this is one of my favorite comic books of all time is was it Punisher 4? That one where Punisher ties up Daredevil and he's like, I'm going to shoot this guy unless you shoot me first. Mm-hmm. Um, well, oh, there's another one I could I, I just remembered. <laughs> my uh, book that broke me, uh, I think we've already talked about it and everybody knows uh was a uh, war of Kings omnibus Ugh. where it was the fourth omnibus. So I had made it through the three of the five cosmic saga books mm-hmm. and enjoying them. I remember road to war of Kings uh, was more about the inhumans. And then we got to war of Kings and I just hit the wall. When dark Hawk showed up, it was all cosmic. And then it, came back to earth and I don't know, Darkhawk was like a security agent or something. And it, it just made, I was like, what are you doing down here? Everything else is happening in the cosmic world uh, where it's interesting. And it it was just dull as dishwater and (laughs) broke up the story for me. It just interrupted it like a punch in the face. I was just baffled as to why they, came down to earth and we're talking about this a very boring story i'm not going to say he's a boring character because he's already come back and haunted me once um so after i said you don't have his marvel legend figure jess sorry you don't have his marvel legend figure i i did and i dunked him in root beer Ah. i got a root beer (laughs) instead of pouring it over him i dunked him um and yeah, Matthew wants to bring back Amalgam by drawing Dark Squirrel for me. There you go. <laughs> you get 10,000 copies of that. Oh, sorry. I uh, Spoilers. 
yeah, spoilers. Um, so I, I, I hit the wall and I stopped reading it. I had made all that progress and I just was like, I, I don't care anymore. This is enough. I'm stopping. Then I dunked him in root beer and the very next episode, the whole area had internet issues and my internet kept clicking on and off. And I, I wasn't hosting, but, or maybe I was hosting. I can't remember. <laughs> but my internet clicked on and off like every minute for 45 minutes and they all called it dark hawks revenge and so i put him and moon knight uh in front of my router to protect it i said okay sorry doc hawk uh you're my favorite legend you will guard my router from now on but yeah it was dark hawk's revenge um after i hit that hard wall hard and sold all five books Oh, it's better than having Montezuma's revenge. Yeah, sure. If anybody knows, catches that. Yeah, use that term. Diarrhea. Don't. Uh... <laughs> oh, Warren doesn't like that Adam Strange series from Tom King. Oh my God, I've never been so pissed off in my life. The ending. Ugh, Mister Terrific says something I hate. Uh, you're entitled to that. There's no. Uh... Yeah. There's yeah. no right or wrong answer to any of this. Like, yeah. yeah. Infinite Wait. Crisis Omnibus is the most boring nonsense. I, I, I never got the Omnibus. I remember everybody was like, oh, it's the great... People were just really pinching their nipples over like that <laughs> reprint. When that thing used to be like a $500 book and it reprinted. I was like, God, this is like the most convoluted nonsense book I've ever read. And it's oh, huge. It's massive. And it's like Superboy Prime punches the, the time stream or whatever nonsense. You know? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But I think it's the, that... Uh, century book if that was like part of like the siege storyline like earlier I would have just stopped reading it right there like I'm glad that was like I could just forget that book I don't have to read it hmm. what about you Lou you got one? Oh yeah Spider-Man Bloodline oh yeah a book so bad it made us change the name of our category for worst comic of the year <laughs> Uh, yeah no no this 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 book this book makes one more day look like something dostoevsky had wrote <laughs> what a literary literary poll it it is that bad um so we how did we come upon okay so we had heard it was pretty bad i remember this now and we we're like, it was you and I, Jess, and we were both in agreement. We're like, well, let's try and read it for a review because it can't be that bad. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we should have listened to the chat. <laughs> it's incomprehensible. The story makes no sense whatsoever. Characters don't even act like they're supposed to be the characters they are. Peter Parker is apparently a bum of a father. He's absentee in that whole thing. They kill Mary Jane in the first, what is it, like four or five pages of it? I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, and then they bring Was her it violently back. and horrible that they killed her? Uh, did, it, did she die in a violent, horrible way? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrible. It was fucking horrible. And then they bring her back at the end as like some spider hybrid thing. It's, it is horrible. Right. Yeah. It is terrible honestly <laughs> the only reason that i'm convinced the only reason this got published 
was because J.J. Abrams' name was attached to it. And Henry Abrams, the kid who should never fucking write again in, in any form because it was that bad, was the actual writer of this story. And to make things worse, Sarah Pacelli was the artist. Mm. And Sarah Pacelli is a good artist. It had That book has cursed Sarah Pacelli. That thing is an albatross around her neck. <laughs> and it is still hanging around her neck to this day. Is it her uh, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Dude, she still has not gotten a great a great book since then. And now they've paired her with another giant anchor. <laughs> Our other favorite uh oh she's, oh, she's doing that uh, uh Scarlet Witch book, right? With, with yeah, Steve Orlando. Yeah, with Steve Orlando. <laughs> they just keep pairing her with anchors. So I'm convinced she owes somebody money over at Marvel <laughs> or something like that. Um it's terrible. Honestly, it's 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 horrible. There is not one redeeming thing to that story that I can think about, honestly. We usually look for the good when we review stuff, even even stuff that we don't like. We're like, well, this was good. Even Sarah Pacelli's art wasn't good in this. I, I, I think the only reason we both finished it is because we had to finish it for a review. Yes. I Otherwise, the worst. You got to just dig through that oatmeal of a story. Yeah. Yeah. We would have dropped it. Have, did you read this game? No, I haven't read it. No, no. Oh, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Oh, this. God. Um, my uh, daughter was over on Monday, and my wife and I and uh, Kelly were talking about J.J. Abrams and Star Wars or whatever. And then I <laughs> I said, well, the worst thing about J.J. Abrams is his Nepo baby, Henry <laughs> Abrams, who wrote a terrible book. I know Nepo baby. I just learned that term. Uh, and he is the ultimate Nepo baby because Lou's right. He, he, there's no way that guy gets a spider. Spider-Man. Right. Like the lead character, the number one, uh, arguably the, the number it's one. It's, it's Marvel's uh, mascot character. He is, it's his yeah. face and all the, like the letterheads and like checks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, right. sure. So and, somebody at Marvel decided, you know what? We could sell probably a couple thousand copies of this book or whatever. Because it's got Henry J.J. Uh, Abrams' name attached to it. Yeah, and I and I said we used to have the Golden Kirkman, and now it's the Golden Abrams, and I explained that all to them. So <laughs> they all are. Kirkman redeemed himself in Firepower. Firepower is yeah. great. Firepower is really good. Oh. I'm so happy that's coming back. Just did you read the Atlantic Guardians of the Guard with your War of Kings read through or prior or after? I forget. I think those three War of King Omnis are mapped pretty well. Uh, I don't think that I, I mean, I own that book, but I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, no, I, I did not read that alongside War of Kings. Um, I, and are you telling me that now if I open up Guardians of the Galaxy, there's going to be Darkhawk in there? <laughs> Please tell me that's not true. <laughs> I think he is in it. I'm trying to remember. Because that Abbott and Landing Nova series and that Guardians of the Galaxy series was amazing stuff. Oh, no but was. nobody was reading it. Like, it was getting canceled. It was that. I love that stuff. And the actual Annihilation storyline. But everything else I didn't enjoy, like the lead up to Annihilation, like all those like little mini series, like Annihilation, like Ronin, Annihilation, Silver Surfer, and all that stuff. I didn't care about. 
but the Annihilation storyline itself is fine, and Guardians of the Galaxy and Nova, because that's when Xandor gets all, all the Nova Corps gets destroyed. Oh, is that so, in Guardians of the Galaxy? That's in the Nova series. That's the Nova what? series that leads up into. Oh, okay. Was it before or after Annihilation? I forget my timeline because that was like fifteen years ago. It was before right? Annihilation, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Nova. Nova was where around. he was a like Nova Prime, and he had like the world yeah. mind thing going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nova's yeah. around for a huge chunk of that cosmos. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, I still have that full Nova run, like the singles. Oh, those books! That book was so good. And Dude, was, it was like getting canceled like every like three months or something like that. People, all like the fans had to like bring it back and bring it back and bring it back. And now the Guardians of the Galaxy is the biggest thing in the world. But still, they can't keep a book around. It's the weirdest thing. It's it's not the characters, it's the writers. It's just, you know. Yeah. Because it was those writers, it was Abbott and Lanning that brought those characters from goddamn yeah. obscurity. Yeah, they're such a good team. Yeah. I don't think they work around anymore. I think they might have had a fallen out. Oh, that's too bad. I remember when they first announced they were doing Guardians of the Galaxy in the movie. I'm like, Guardians of what? Oh yeah. And well, I was then... pumped. I was like, dude, Groot and 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 uh yeah. Rocket and all that, yeah. And then they announced the director. I'm like, James Gunn? The guy who did trauma films? And the like, guy that did Scooby-Doo? <laughs> well, Scooby-Doo, we'll that's my shirt. Oh, is it? That's dope. Oh, I love your shirt, Jess. <laughs> Thank you. Dude, I was driving around. I think it was yesterday. Like some, There's somebody in town that had like made their own like makeshift like mystery machine van. Oh, cool. I think it's all painted out and everything. It was dope. That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, let's see. Before Annihilation, that Nova series that was in Annihilation Omni was amazing. Yep. I'm going through War of Kings right now. Got it in today. Nice. Uh, let's see. Stimson, I have a love-hate relationship with the Clone Saga Omnis. The story and art I love, but my major problem is that at least eight pages of every issue collected explains what's going on and recapping it. It's brutal. The shooter? Oh, no, that wasn't shooter. No, that was way out the shooter, but I was just, I mean, that clone saga went on for like two years or something like that yeah. so they had to recap it across like that's a, six that's, different spidey books that's a common complaint that i hear from people that uh they read the jim shooter era of marvel it's like jesus christ you gotta yeah. spend every every issue with two to three pages explaining who these heroes powers are and stuff like everybody that. has to say that everybody has to say each other's name and what they do yeah. and stuff like that but you yeah. know that's <laughs> That was back in the day where people were just randomly picking up books off of a newsstand, right? Just yeah. a random issue. So they had to be able to, like, you know, be involved. But that, uh, that clone saga is another one that broke me. Was that last issue where Mary Jane and Peter are about to have a baby. And the hospital told them that it was a stillborn. And it was really just Norman Osborn who kidnapped the baby. I don't remember those. Oh, dude, that I was like fifteen, maybe, and it broke me. I didn't read all. I didn't read anymore. It was too heavy for me. That was too much for me yeah. to handle. People, because there was like this, there was this image where it was just them just crying, like it was just this really just grief stricken image, and it's mm. all just an elaborate scheme of Norman Osborn trying to steal their baby, and nothing ever yeah. came out of it. Like that was completely just just fall off of existence but i didn't read spider-man comics again for that until ultimate spider-man came around because that just broke me. <laughs> that's broken no it hurt me it hurt, it hurt me it was rough uh yeah speaking of uh norman osborne uh, <laughs> <laughs> where's that image where's geo with the image 
<laughs> Where's the O face? Uh, is, I'll, I'll find it if is it's it in, in the there. thing. I don't know if I saw it. I, I don't know that it's in there. He's, uh, he's Gwen Stacy's husband. He's a <laughs> it's her, it's her baby daddy or her baby's I, daddy. Yeah, I don't. I don't actually see. I see a lot of weird pictures of me, but I don't see the. No, I was born. Um, yeah, Omnicat and I were reading the JMS Spider Man, and I actually really was enjoying uh, the introduction of Morlin and the Spider Totem. Um, that 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 kind of addition, uh, 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 creation of the uh, adding to the lore of who spider-man was and stuff i thought that was really creative and i was uh i was blazing through it i still have it in hardcovers so I, I i didn't have the omni but when we hit that part of where the two adult superheroes that hate spider-man are the children of norman osborne and gwen stacy and that hideous picture of I, I, of, I, I can't even say it. It's just so awful. It, it was like the postcoital Norman Osborne. Oh God! It was just why are you doing this to me? To Gwen, my poor Gwen, my first crush in comics when I was like eight. And Taylor Brown said that he read JMS's autobiography and that it, it was originally supposed to be Peter that had the. Um, twins with Gwen um, and editorial made him change it to Norman Osborn and then Omnicat and I both went full stop on Spider-Man we she had volume two of the omnibus I had the rest of the books and we said time to take a break and I do not know if I'm coming back man <laughs> this was awful what and it, it doesn't count to me that Nick Spencer retconned it because it's burned into my retinas, that face. It, yeah. it just, it ruined the book for me. That that was another car hitting the wall really hard and I went through the windshield. What was the name of the storyline? Since Past. There it is, never mind. Since Past, yeah, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, let's see. Speaking of J.J. Abrams, his daughter, pop star Gracie Abrams, was performing at the Fillmore Monday. That's Hondo, who uh, works at the um, works at the Fillmore. Oh, never heard of that. Person. It was sold out, and she had a lot of fans. Wow, good for her. Um, I think that I can't write. I think that pick was based. On <laughs> at least he had one know. talented uh, sibling or a uh, child. <laughs> um let's see um come see pretty, pretty kind of like the rawness of that issue the first time i read it gabe but 100 percent get where you're coming from oh if he's talking about that the one that broke me on the spider clone saga yeah that's i think that's, so yeah because there's yeah. a lot of spider clone uh talk yeah. about that no i can't deal with it one day they'll remember that and use it right now they're too focused on keeping mj uh apart didn't Jeff? Je oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh, you rat bastard! Oh my god. Do you think he keeps the pumpkin belt on? <laughs> god, that is just. Do you think his oh. sperm is shaped like pumpkin bombs? Look at that. That that's Gwen. My Gwen Stacy. She, she's enjoying it. Of her. Yeah. 
Norman Osborne. Uh, that's just no. That, it, it like this uh, weird. It wasn't like this weird like rendezvous where they met like in Paris for like you know a weekend or something weird like that mm-hmm. in between yeah. panels kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I've never read this. Well, the book is really good up until that because <laughs> 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 I really thought the spider totem stuff. Um, which you know bounced off into the creation of the spider verse and everything i thought it was a really neat creation and i don't know what comes after i mean there's the other and back in black and i think i have some other spidey issues best of <laughs> spider-man other spider-man back in black i'm telling you these things need to come out with perforated uh perforated pages so you can just pull them out of your book mm. like, nope that doesn't count oh it was it was brutal I have a uh, I have a book that broke me, and it prevented me from reading like some of the apparently the best stuff of this character. And uh, it's Punisher. So during uh, I I really enjoyed when Garth Ennis first did like Welcome Back Frank. That first volume, that first twelve issues, is fantastic. That second volume he did, that second twelve issue run or whatever. I don't know. There was a part it because in the first arc frank rips off the the russian's head right remember that and in the second arc they attach it back to like this giant bodybuilding woman (laughs) body (laughs) right and i was like okay that's funny i get it you know that's a joke yeah the russian to get him on on a woman's body with these really big boobs and she's like this muscular like female body kind of thing your body's like tubes and stuff in it you know but then but then, give me a second. I'm gonna pull up this image. But then, this happens, and he's wearing a Britney shirt. And I just, I don't know what it was. I was like, "This is ridiculous. I can't <laughs> read this anymore." I, it's fine that they put her head on a woman's body. That's fine. That's a joke. When he starts like embracing it with this like Britney Spears like like. <laughs> Uh, tank top kind of thing. I was like, this is dumb. I just could not go with it any further. So I haven't read Punisher Max afterwards. After that, that whole like um, the slaver storyline that Louis keeps talking about. I've never read Punisher Max because this broke me from Punisher and I never went back around. You need to. You need to read it. I know. It's just that this hurt me. Yeah. Dennis regretted how goofy he got with that Marvel Knights run. And he made, he more than made up for it with uh, his Max run. Yeah. You've read just you read uh Fury Max, right? Yeah, uh, we read uh, oh, oh. my war gone by. <laughs> oh my god, that's a great read! That's oh. Amazing, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Seeing, uh, seeing Nick Fury go to the Bay of Pigs and how that just goes, tits up. I, need to, I need to read it. I haven't, oh. I just haven't read it. They have him involved in every military operation ever, almost where he's involved. One sec. God, yeah, I have the hardcover. I haven't even. So yeah. I love the Jason Aaron like Punisher Max run. That whole bullseye like story arc and stuff like that is one of the mm-hmm. greatest Punisher stories I've read. And I got this because I know it's all a part of it, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Punisher is in that book, by the way. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing how he works him into all those different conflicts that we've had. 
because I really enjoyed like Garth Ennis on Punisher was great. Like I love like Born. I think it was was that maybe like his first Punisher story. I love Born. I love like Welcome Back Frank. There's that other small miniseries when he goes after Mama Gucci. I the thing with Born that I love so much is that uh, even be, you could start to see that even before Frank lost his family, he was a little bit fucked up in the head. Well, he was yeah. Well, he was fucked up in the point that he was kind of hoping something like that would happen to his yeah, family. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's like it's it was a really sacrifice for him to be who he wanted to be. He had to give up his family. Right. It's a really interesting thing that he throws out there. I I, I love. I wasn't crazy about the Marvel Knight stuff, um, and I think that I think what ends up happening is that a lot of fans they they hear, man, you got to read Garth Ennis's Punisher run, and they start reading the Marvel Knight stuff, and it, they just fall off it without realizing Max is a completely different thing. Yeah, I need to get on there. I just you know the omnibuses are out of print, the complete collections are out of print. Like they really need to get that put together somehow again, bring that back out. Uh, I just have to address Barb because Lou and I were talking about her uh, the first part of the show. This is the Unstoppable Bar. Just very fine condition said on his stream that you're talking shit about me to him. He's trying to start a fight between us. That is a lie, Bar. I have not said anything to him about you. Uh, no very fine condition can make me dislike you. Just saying I still want to do that Harley Quinn stream. Yeah, that's what we were talking about at the beginning of the show is that I want to get you on. And we were talking, Lou and I were talking about Harley Quinn, and I definitely want to get you on uh, to do a Harley Quinn show, Bar. So, yeah, no, he's messing with you. I, I have nothing but good things to say about you, but thank you. For we got screenshots, that. Jess. We got screenshots. <laughs> uh, one that broke me. So I'm I'm gonna go with a favorite, and it just I and the thing is I don't know why, I just could not connect with it. I'm not saying it's bad. I just couldn't connect with it, and I could not finish it. And it was James Robinson's Starman. Oh wow, that's I right. Know. <laughs> I know it, it's one of your favorite books. Uh, yeah. And for whatever reason, I I'm. Again, I'm not saying it's bad because I could see it. it's definitely not a bad book. But there are some times when you just try to start reading something and for whatever reason, it doesn't hook you. It doesn't really connect with you or you just don't vibe with it. And for some reason, James Robinson's Starman is that book. I got through not even that far into it, about 10, 12 issues and stuff like that. But it's pretty far, dude. <laughs> I, I It didn't do it for me. It just honestly didn't do it for me. It happens. I mean, I've been there before. You know, that's another topic we could do. Books that we just couldn't finish. Mm. Not because yeah. they're bad, but sometimes, you know, it just doesn't grab you and you're like, all right, I'm going to put this down and give it a break and then you never come back around to it, you know? That's like half my collection, I feel like. I think that's what the issue is with me and Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. I know it's popular and I think it's great. I mean, she got 1,600 pages Omni, so... There's a lot of people out there that like her, but don't, don't use that as a as a gauge, Jess. Come on, because they put in the Omni means nothing. Empire got an Omni before it was even completed. Power okay. Pack got an Omni. Power Packs are like two Omnis, right? Like, come on. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's not a good gauge of. If it's a good thing dozens of us. Dozens like, of us. Like, I, oh God. <laughs> that's true. Okay, but. I think there are a lot of fans out there and for some reason the humor and I like 
<laughs> I like uh, humor in, in my books. I, I like Gwenpool because it's funny and breaks the fourth wall. Same with Deadpool and Harley. Um, I, I like it when that kind of stuff happens, especially Gwenpool. Um, but it just didn't connect with me. I, I won't say it broke me, but I was just like, I don't, I'm not get, I don't get it. It's it, the humor's just not there for me. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I stopped. But I, I mean, 1600 pages that I let's take the Omni out of it. But I mean, it got a long run, um, like longer than any of Kelly Thompson's runs. So it, they, it, it, it must have sold well for it to, to have gotten, I don't know, 75 issues or whatever it got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it just didn't do it for me the way Starman didn't do it for you. Couldn't get into it. Uh, so for me, th this is no secret as to, I, I have a very strong disdain for this man's work. Uh, okay, wait, let me think. It's one of two people, obviously. <laughs> it's a, it's either uh, the guy who does Jimmy Corrigan. <laughs> Um, Chris Ware, yeah, Chris Ware. Yeah. It's either Chris Ware, okay, who else would it be? Not, I don't think it's Steve Orlando. Um, gosh, I can only think of Chris Ware. It's Steve Orlando, the other one. Oh, it is Steve Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, for me, it's uh, it's Jimmy Corrigan. So I've, I mean, I've joked about it a million times here to the point where I think it's a bit old, but. I, so I had heard so much about how Jimmy Corrigan is this prestigious book that everybody should read and it's amazing and it's thought provoking and it's the equivalent of watching fucking paint dry in your living room <laughs> and nothing else is going on. It is so bland, so boring, so devoid of absolutely any joy and human emotion that I don't understand why anybody would sit through that dreck of a piece of paper <laughs> and call it art. I don't get it for the life of me. I really don't. I have tried three times, and every single time, I want to put my hand through a shredder. It is that bad. <laughs> it is the equivalent of you going to an art show, and somebody puts an apple on a pedestal, and then the jackass is in front of you going, I wonder what it means. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not that they tell you what it means, and it's some pretentious nonsense. It's and that might just be what it is. You know, there's those books so where it's just it's for that pretentious that pretentious group who it is so pretentious, dude. The, the 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 saving grace that I will give that toilet paper of a book <laughs> is that I understand from a technical standpoint, and it's actually kind of impressive what he can do with just a few lines in terms of the design of certain panels and pages and I, I get it, but it is just so fucking boring. Honestly, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand why people would waste their time on this earth. You are get, the Lord has blessed you with a certain <laughs> amount of days on this planet. I don't know why you would waste them reading that book. That's how I feel about certain movies where people, you got to watch this movie. It's the greatest thing. And I watch them like, this is just drag. This and you can't worst. get that two hours back. No. Uh, I just want two hours away from my kids. I could have been spent with, or my yeah. wife, or sleeping, or something. The gym. Uh, 
uh, Barb, please email me and we'll work out when we can do the stream because I really want to do it. Thank you. Totally uh, do it. Question here for you, Lou. Yep. From Norin. Lou, can you oh. clarify what you mean about Max versus the other one? I think I have all the complete collections. He's talking about so, Punisher, I believe. So, okay. So, if you're talking about Punisher Max, what happened was in the 2000s when Marvel was coming out of bankruptcy, they started a line called Marvel Knights, which the comics were a little bit more mature, a little bit more edgy. They they hired basically their best writers um, to create stories with some of their more rough-around-the-edge characters. And one of them was the Punisher. And Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon were the team for that Marvel Knights run. So what ends up happening is a lot of people read the Marvel Knights run and think, oh, man, this really doesn't connect with me. It's kind of goofy. You know, you got Punisher throwing people into polar bear cages and stuff. And you've got that. <laughs> you I got the Russian that. with boobs wearing a Britney yeah. shirt. And what ends up happening is, well, I'm not going to read the rest of this. It doesn't really doesn't really vibe with me. So what ended up happening after is Ennis came back to the character and he started writing Punisher Max. The Max line is its own continuity. It's separate from the main Marvel Universe stuff. And it allows the writers to tell what is the equivalent of rated R comic book stories with Marvel characters. Arguably the best one is Punisher Max written by Garth Ennis. And I don't think there's any argument at all. Yeah, it's the best one. It's the best one. And Garth Ennis came back and he he basically is like, okay, I'm going to tell the best fucking Punisher story that has probably ever been written over. I think it's like 10 volumes. The only one to me that has come even close to what Garth Ennis has done in that run was James Jason Aaron, where he comes in and he pretty much continues where Garth Ennis left off, and I think he came back, he came in probably like three or four years after the book was done, and he concludes that story. But that's the thing, same same, same thing with Jason Aaron's run. There's two different Punisher runs. When, yes. Because there's that Punisher Max one that we're talking about, Great. where it's, it's it's literally Frank's last story, right? Bulls yeah. Out. Bullseye yeah, that whole bullseye, that kingpin, like that whole entire thing was ridiculously awesome. I didn't read his other Punisher story. Like, there's another like Punisher Max series that he did. I never read any of that. But the one where it's it's Steve Dillon, it's uh, Dave Johnson doing the covers. It's the kingpin story. It's the bullseye story, which oh, is completely wacky story. and out of control and just sickening. Yeah, bullseye is fucked up. Oh my that, God. that bullseye story is incredibly dark, but really well. Done. <laughs> Where he gets his own family, like he gets yeah, his own family and like lives with them, trying <laughs> to get into Frank Castle's head. Yeah, like he's, he's sleeping in all of his safe houses and stuff like that. Yeah. He's sitting at the breakfast table with them and everything. It's oh my God, dude. Yeah, and and the Punisher Max series that um, Ennis did dealt with some seriously. Uh, effed up real life situations, you know, yes. like human sex trafficking and stuff, and and it was it was yeah it was really brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've talked about it I, uh, just even two weeks ago. General premise is that Ennis is smart enough to go. Punisher's really not that deep of a character, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you characters that are around him that you really want to root for and you hope they get revenge, and I'm going to make sure that the Punisher goes after the absolute fucking worst 
of humanity and you easily want to root for the Punisher to just pretty much go in and blow everybody away. Lou, you play that Punisher video game, right? The one where it like where you execute people and it goes black and white because you're doing these crazy executions and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that on the Xbox. Yeah, that was on the original Xbox and PS3, I want to say. I want to get that game and play it again because I had I remember having such a good time because it was all just executions, like put people's faces in buzz saws and drowning them and I stuff like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I never got to play that. Oh, it was great. It's pretty fun. It's yeah, I remember fun. being fantastic. Oh wow! It's exactly just like Garth Ennis Punisher Max. Like he's just shotgunning people in the mouth and stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a part where you put it in the guy's mouth and you're like leading them around and stuff if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Wait, what was the I just I think I had a statue of this. Yeah, what was the? It was a toy where he's where it's where he's, he has the guy with the grenade in his mouth in the pinball oh, machine strapped to the pinball machine. Yeah, yeah that's a that, toy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I had that. Is that that's from a was that from Punisher Max? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought so. I'm pretty sure because it has that Steve Dillon. Yeah. Um, Steve Dillon slash Tim Bradstreet style like art to it. You know. God, I'm gonna go back and get some of these Punisher books. I hope they do these in like again. I, I want they need to reprint this stuff because Punisher's coming back. Like we got Burnthal coming back and everything like that. Maybe modern epics, maybe more more complete collections. But I think Omar said like they're phasing out complete collections and doing like the the modern epics. But either way, that stuff needs to be fairly evergreen. I think. Yeah, I think Jason Aaron's Punisher Max has been out of print way too long. Yeah. It's such a good if people are just missing out. Like, you know, we keep talking about it because we read it, we love it, but you know, I mean you can go read it digitally or do whatever. You can find it any other way you want to, but if you want to have a physical owned copy, it's I'm kind it's of like a two hundred dollar book or something, I think. I'm I'm kind of wondering if they're maybe a little gun shy of uh putting out his books lately, especially with how everything is going on and oh. and stuff like that. Maybe they're like, Well, maybe we should kind of hold back on that for right now. Mm. which is a shame it, it, it's a damn shame because there's a lot of good material there greg rucka's run on punisher is great oh yeah that's right i forgot i forgot and that's how to print too isn't it I, I only read a little bit of it it was him it was like three, a female punisher that he was like kind of like three thick trades yeah um let's see volition made punisher before they went on to saints row it's going for about 30 dollars on ps2 Marvel needs to get out more Punisher classic stuff from the 80s. The epics are nice, but the problem is when Punisher, Punisher War Journal, Punisher Warzone cross over. They should release Omnis with all three titles together. I forget which one it was, but the one that has uh, John Romita Jr. on the art, and he just makes Punisher like this thick monster (laughs) of a guy is awesome. It's weird because originally uh, John Romita Jr. was doing Daredevil and he was drawing Punisher. He just looked like a weak like a weak, weak looking character. Then he comes back and does like Warzone or whatever it is, and he's just this thick, massive dude, super scary Punisher. Uh, that's actually I have a few more books. Um, I'll I won't spend too much time on this one because because we all I think we all reviewed it. Well, I, I everything happened in 2019 for me. I'll say. What do we uh, maybe 2018 is when we all reviewed Identity Crisis from DC? Ooh. <laughs> and oh, ooh. the book that <laughs> killed Tom King's hot streak. 
Oh no! I no, did. Identity Crisis. That's uh, Brett Messer. That was Heroes oh, in Crisis. Yeah, my mistake. My mistake. Like, there's oh. so many fucking of them at this point. Well, yeah, you know what? Heroes in Crisis did kind of break me too, but it was Identity Crisis where I, I forget now, but Adam's wife is the criminal, and <laughs> this third-rate villain is a a, a rapist, Doctor Light. Yeah, and, I just want to. I just want to look at the stars. Yeah, and he he. I think he rapes. Who is it? Sue Dibney, the elongated yeah. man's wife, or something. And none of the characters in the Justice League are. Um, I, I get it when you get a new writer that wants to start a new series, and every, <clears throat> say, every Batman series or book takes on the identity of the writer. But the writer Brad Meltzer had no idea um and i know he's capable because he he wrote wrote some good justice society books but the <laughs> none of those characters acted as as they did before um the whole mind wiping and stuff like that too yeah and they they were they were so out of character it didn't seem it didn't seem real or relatable or even possible I, and I know we're reading comic books and stuff, but we we like a certain consistency with our character. It, it would be like if Superman all of a sudden turned into the Plutonian or something. None of those characters in Identity Crisis uh, um, was written well at all, and they they didn't act like they themselves. And God bless Rags Morales, but that art was really rough in that book. And they made an absolute out of it. Edge lords. That's a good word. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so I had an absolute of it because I was like, oh, absolute. Brad Meltzer, identity crisis, whatever. And when we did that read through, we just tore that book apart. We all hated it. And I got rid I of like it. it. I like it. I still have the whole Okay. Well, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you weren't on the episode. No, I was there. I remember that episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I that was just that hurt me personally. I took that book personally. I was I like, still just love the fight with uh all of them against Deathstroke. And Deathstroke just shoots nope. Uh, yeah. You can Kid Flash? That. Kid Flash? One of them, like one of the one of the speedsters right in the kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Rags Morales was pushing for a movie of it. Oh my gosh. It shouldn't even be animated. That's mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great animation. Hey, let's go see this animated movie. They're, oh, look how nice. Uh, this nice uh, this nice housewife's gonna go uh, to the to the space shuttle and look at the stars. How nice. Oh wait. Oh, this is turning into Watchmen. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't. I'm, I'm not gonna include all the books i root beard i only have two more but um astonishing wolfman yeah i don't i don't want to bring those books up i because i just you know i felt like those were just bad disappointing books mm. but the the next couple ones i have i, <laughs> I definitely did root beer but um i I've, I've already talked about identity crisis so i'll put let you guys talk i'm sucking up all the oxygen uh bright as day Ooh, brightest that's day that's had ruined me from Greenland. I still haven't read a Greenland series since that. 
it was it was brightest day because I was, you know, I still I still do I still do I love Jeff Johns' Green Lantern like that entire run, all the way up through Blackest Night is just an achievement. Fantastic! It, it should be like on everybody's shelf. Like everybody should experience that entire like sixty issue run or whatever it is. Then brightest day happened, and uh, the Green Lantern movie happened. And I, just a combination of those disasters, <laughs> I was just like, I'm done with Green Lantern. I just, it, it just, there was something about it that just completely tainted Green Lantern for me after that. And I haven't read Green Lantern since. Taint. Yes, taint. But that, oh, I mean, if you want to talk about like a saltpeter, just Benadryl of a storyline, it's bright as day. Mm. It was a weekly series. And they had it set up where it felt like it was like every six issues, every six weeks, there's when something finally happened. But for six weeks, every six weeks, you're just like, oh, God, here comes, uh, here's Dead Man just eating a hamburger. Because <laughs> makes him happy. You got to go eat a hamburger. You know? And it was all this whole thing for like, nothing came out of that whole thing. And it was all about like, who's going to be the White Lantern? It's yeah. The big special yeah. spectrum that's going to protect everything. And Swamp Thing grew wings, and that was really it. Wait, did was Dead Man the one who ended up being the White Lantern? He started all that first, and then he gave okay. it up. Okay. He was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I remember. Ever. Yeah, I remember that. It was like, oh, I'm watching Swamp Thing do his laundry for the next few issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he mixed his colors with his whites. Oh, damn. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, he I'm left not... them in the dryer for too long. Now they're wrinkled again. <laughs> Yeah, that was. Uh, I haven't uh, read Green Lantern since. Like, I haven't. Re- I didn't read New Fifty Two Green Lantern. I didn't read Garth. Uh, not Garth Ennis. Uh, uh, Grant Morrison stuff. Um, Far Sector. Uh, Jessica Cruz. Uh, oh gosh, Jessica the, Cruz is really good. Who the the homeboy for some reason? Uh, the Green Lantern has pistols for whatever reason. Like, I haven't read any of that stuff because oh. I just couldn't. I just really got hit hard because of that crappy movie and because of Brightest Day. Like I was in on Blackest Night. Like I was buying all the toys. I was at San Diego Comic Con because every day at San Diego Comic Con, like okay, one day is green, one day is blue, one day is red, one day is yellow, one day is you know whatever, and you get two. So I was getting them, and I missed I missed a couple. So I was trying to trade them with people. Like it was a whole trade thing going. I was really deep into it. Love Simon Baz. Thank you. Uh, and it was just it was just something about just that. That sandpaper hand job that was brightest day. <laughs> what, what what were you getting that were different colors? So at San Diego Comic Con, when brightest when Blackest Night was happening, every day it would be a different colored Green Lantern. So it'd be like Hal Jordan green, Hal Jordan, and one day it'd be Hal Jordan green. Next day it'd be Hal Jordan like blue action figures, red action figures. Yeah, oh, okay. And they were awesome, and you were allowed to get two at a time. And you had to like. It was a ticket system, is what it was. You like reach your hand into like this 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 sack, and, be, and you had to pull out like a, a colored ticket to be able to get it, right? So it was a whole ordeal. Like we stood in line, and we, and we would get it, or we wouldn't get it. So I would get like I had like two reds, but I needed like a yellow. So like my friends and I, we er, a lot of people at the at the con made signs. I was like, we'll trade red for blue, or we'll trade green for a yellow. Like it was a whole like whole barter system thing going on. Um, those toys, those figures are great. I had them for a long time. I had all of them. Um, I was deep into it. I loved everything to do. Like I had like my own like 
colored core like shirts like i had like a red lantern shirt and stuff like that Ooh, cool and then it's just brightest day it was just just that that second go around was just the worst that second bite of the apple just didn't happen i wonder if uh oh i would love a red t-shirt with the red lantern mm-hmm. symbol in front yeah. of it on they're, it. yeah they're out there still i think oh man i'd love that uh like see. they were everywhere like, it was ubiquitous like everybody you weren't even like comic book fans would, would have like these shirts and stuff when they were coming out uh, get, uh lou you have another one uh for me the next one that i would have and i to be clear what's superhero stuff man they made so much money off of this stuff is this Sorry. ebay no, this is a superherostuff.com. There's a, a website called that? Yeah. You know, you haven't heard about this website yet? It's all no. t-shirts. It's all oh, t-shirts no. and apparel and stuff. Oh, you see what you just started. <laughs> and Patty's gone for two weeks. <laughs> well, there will be packages that will be I'm delivered. getting the whole spectrum now. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Look at those. That's exactly yeah, I'll put it in I our chat. <laughs> superherostuff.com here yeah. i come oh that's so awesome i want every color uh so yeah for my next one i want to be clear i don't hate this uh story it's just one another one of those where i just didn't connect with it and that would be 100 bullets oh i'm sorry what happened uh, something happened and what? he t- took himself off. I kicked him out. You don't talk shit about 100 bullets around me. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I, dude, I tried, man. I, uh, I got pretty far into it. I think I got like 20-ish issues. Oh, that's not far enough, dude. That's back when they were still just doing peddly nonsense. With, with I, know, I know, I know. That's I know. where you get into like the double cross of the double cross of the double cross of the families. I do. I, so I, I really tried to get into it really hard. I love Eduardo Riso's art. I, Brian Azzarello has always been a writer that's been more hit than miss with me. Mm. And when he hits with me, he hits really great, especially his Wonder Woman run. Absolutely love his one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't get into it. The, the dialogue just didn't connect with me because he was trying to do kind of the street slang and it just it wasn't working for me. I will say, I think it has one of the most brilliant one shot issues that I think I've ever read. And it is an issue involving 27. Uh, yeah, 27. Yeah. With a big reveal at the end with a popular person yeah it's the whole thing about the uh jfk assassination and um brilliant brilliant issue i don't know where azarello pulled that out of his ass but that was a brilliant (laughs) issue i really can't i can't i have to say it's one of the best single issues have i showed you my uh, eduardo rizzo sketch i love eduardo rizzo's art guy's fantastic uh but for whatever reason 100 bullets just did not connect with me man i tried and tried and tried and i was just like i it's not doing it for me and this was at my height of reading where I was trying to devour as many comics as I could. And, and if you ever want to do it again, like, let me know, like I'll okay. tag along with you because I would do that too. Yeah. I love that series. 
I'd I'd like to read it again. It's been that, that, so long. I love the series so much, but I haven't read the Brother Lono series yet. Mm. That's now that's not that's in the Omni, but not in the hardcovers, right? It's not in the hardcovers because it was like after the hardcovers. Yeah, so I still need to pick that up. It's like a, it's like a trade or something of it out there. Yeah. Uh, well, this I one... love to do because like. Oh. There's like the whole stuff. It's it's hard to explain, but there's stuff that happens in the background of a panel, and you'll see it coming to fruition like three issues down and stuff like yeah. of them like robbing people and stuff like that. These like it's all like in Miami and stuff. So it's all these like street hustler kids like trying to hustle over on people and stuff like that. Oh, what about um? You don't know if you got that far. Uh, Gabriel the Hornblower, I think his name was. Oh, dude, I, I haven't read that series. In- oh no! If you don't know about Gabriel the Hornblower, like. The horn player kid, then yeah, no. you don't know you don't know tragedy yet. It it it. I'm 33 now. I probably read that when I was like 20, so it's been a long time. Oh well, come on. So if you want to do it again, anybody like when it comes down to it, like I'll yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I have let's, I have the hardcovers. Let's do it this summer. I'm I'd in. Yeah, I'd be down. I would love to read that whole thing again, and I'll get Brother Lano because I don't have it. Like I got that sketch from my Rod Rizzo at San Diego Comic Con. I was like, dude, just draw whoever you want. But I should have asked for like a Lono. Like in my head, I was like, I want a Lono. But he gave me, I forgot her name. I think her name's Megan. Super hot. Like he, God, the guy's amazing how he can draw like women. Um, yeah, I love that series, dude. Uh, yeah, I just checked eBay. It's really cheap. Yeah, I'm going to look on Amazon or maybe yeah. it's on IST. I don't know. Same. Oh, I don't know. I hadn't thought about it. our sponsor. Always write check first. If it's not there, then it's you know. Uh, well, speaking of selling out, Gun Honey sold out really fast from IST. Uh, so I had to hustle on over to the uh, giant bookstore site to get my preferred cover. No, it's not on there. Shucks. On IST, brother, on that's IST. an old book. That's. It is, but sometimes those things are on there. Sometimes you'll see random stuff in there that's been sitting forever. Yeah, like I'm hoping they drop the price of the Dazzler uh, Marvel Masterwork that's on my wish list now. I want it to go down to twenty bucks. Up, Stimson knows Gun Honey is awesome. I bought both books. Hmm. I don't. I only have the Adam Hughes cover um, for my collection, but I heard that Ah. it's great. Gun Honey is good. Something like Brew Baker would write. I have never, ever gotten anything but a perfect book from the A site. I've gotten it a few times where I've had you know issues. I you know send it back and get it back, but no big deal. I've it's always been... funny because I you know I never get packaging when I order books. Oh no! Like, but if I order like my protein, which is like a giant five gallon <laughs> jug of protein, they throw a ton of like air bubbles in there. Like, What's going on here? I don't worry about my giant jug of protein getting damaged. I don't want my my epic collection coming in all bent. I think I must live near a hub or something because my books. I don't think my books travel around enough to get banged up. Because you're right, it's like a paperback in a box with a bubble wrap thing or nothing. I get it. I can just, uh, cause I, I do live near a hub. I get in just like a bubble mailer basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I live near hub too. It's, it's the best. Cause I get most of my stuff same day delivery. For, yep. for, mm. uh, I used to do, um, 
groceries like during the pandemic my wife is always always ordering groceries from there oh from, from the big a yeah same i wonder if they have uh that street drug that i want <laughs> I, I need you to go on the dark web gabe and find somebody that will deliver it to me so before we chime out of here i think we can all agree on this next one uh this is probably a universal one as well batman damned oh yeah I mean, yeah. we know the reason behind it. Like, Brian Azarello has mentioned it. Like, I've had we him do. at signings. Justice talked to him in person before. We do not blame that. The end product is the end product, right? right. Like, it is it's it is what it is. I, you, I know, don't you, you can't go to school and be like, oh, sorry. I, you know, I, I was busy all weekend. I didn't finish my school project, and it's all shitty, right? You still yeah. get graded on it, right? So, I don't hold that against Azarello, honestly, based on everything that we found out. And I don't even count that in his – I mean, his name's on it, but I don't count it against him. That was the first black label book. That was the first black label book. Oh, was it? Okay. That was the first black label book. The big ordeal with it was the whole, like, you know, Bruce Wayne's Wayne's penis. Yeah. And it came out the day that AT&T took over DC. Oh, that's right. The day. So, oh, yeah, we're going to make all this money selling, you know, underwear to kids and, you know. You know, costumes and lunch boxes, and his dick is right here in this comic. Yeah, my man was packing a golf club. <laughs> He's Bruce Wayne, man. Bruce Wayne. And there's a like, dude. They got too deep. Like, there's people that was like, okay, judging by the size of Bruce Wayne's head, like it's this. So his his penis is really like this big, and it was like this. Like they really got into like the measurements of it and all that stuff. It even like I don't know if is it on the CGC label of it being like a bat wing thing? I don't remember if yeah. it was or not, but no that was a big book when it came out too. I remember when that thing came out yeah. and it whole that that situation came out with it, it was like it was like a sixty dollar book the next day. Hundred dollar book. So the thing with that book is I did a review of it on my channel, and to this day I still get fucking comments saying I don't think the book was that bad. I, I think you just didn't get it. I'm like, yeah, you didn't get it. Exactly. I get it. Yeah, I get that a lot. Like, oh, you know, you call yourself a comic fan. You just didn't understand the book. Okay. All right. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> I still have it within uh, within arm's reach. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. And, and that's where Harley, like, tries to sexually assault Batman, and it was just so weird. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, Brian Azzarello's original idea was that they, that she was supposed to be, like, full nude, and it was supposed to be, like, a whole real thing, and it was supposed to be, like, hardcore, and then it was, like, you know, then it had to kind of just milk toast it. And then the demon, uh, was it the demon that was a rapper? Yeah. Etrigan. Mo. Like a club. (laughs) Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, "Where's why Swamp Thing here for no reason?" <laughs> yeah, it there was. It felt really chopped up. Like all these things got put together, mm-hmm. uh, but there there felt like there was no string through it that connected them. It's incomprehensible. As, yeah, as a story, it doesn't make any sense. Like it's told, and then it's like told through like Constantine or whatever. Like it's like he's like like narrating it or something at some point. I don't know. It it switched gears a lot. Right, and the, and so the reason the reason I feel it's incomprehensible, it's just random shit, and that's that's really the biggest problem that I have with it. Um, it's storytelling structure works the best when it's so this happens because of this, and then because that happened, this happened. This is a perfect example of this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, 
It's just random moments really that don't add up to much or make much of sense. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I forgot they blacked it out in the uh, in the hardcover. <laughs> yeah. I know people occasionally ask us for the radio play of it that we were supposed to do. Oh, man. <laughs> that was a, we just bit off more than we could chew for that. Yeah, I think so. And then COVID happened around that time, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two years later. <laughs> <laughs> we almost had it ready to go, and then COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, That's the time we should have done it because we had nothing else to do. You know? <laughs> uh, my last book is I uh, I'm sort I I don't want to say I'm known for it but people identify me with this series uh, I think it was the first book I root beard and it was the most disappointing uh, the most disappointed I've ever read most disappointing comic I ever read I would and then when I root bearded people were like why, why'd you destroy the book? Why couldn't you have given it to the library or given it to a kid? And I'm like, I would never give this book to a library or a kid or a person to read because it's, it's awful and terrible and makes me hate the character. And that was Batman cacophony and widening gyre. What a bunch of junk from Kevin Smith. <laughs> Talk about not knowing better he had Batman completely out of character, uh, joining up with Onomatopoeia in disguise, <laughs> having fun with him in the Bat Cave, letting him come into the Bat Cave. I don't care that he uh, urinated on himself be- to keep him safe from a fire because mm-hmm. I heard that's what firemen do. I, I had no problem with that. Oh, the the uh, the bladder spasm. Yeah, but. But being besties and a smile on Batman's face and saying, oh, sure, yeah, you can come on into the Batcave. And then Onomatopoeia starts making that clicking noise and Batman realizes he's made a terrible mistake. No shit. <laughs> Alfred made him sandwiches, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Sometimes I remember Onomatopoeia first came out and Kevin Smith's like Green Arrow run. And it was yeah. Awesome. Yeah, he was scary, and mm-hmm. it, which I which I liked. But wow, this was a horrible, poorly written, poorly thought out. Uh, I, I think it was a buddy project with his his friend that runs the comic book store and does the the podcast with him. I can't think of his name. Walt Flanagan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's and, a third one coming out, Jess. It's supposed to be a trilogy. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's going to be called Omnidog Bales because I am not reading that seven years later. I don't care what happens to any of those characters. It, it was just such a departure. It it made me stop reading Batman for a long time. And uh, I, I, I've, I've read, um, I, I read Kevin Smith's green arrow and I liked it. So I know he's capable. He's a good writer. He can write. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Ooh, holy guacamole what a slog that book was <laughs> i uh, oh i was so angry and mad at it and it broke me for batman for a while oh it's pretty bad that's rough that like something like that can just something that's not even like 
continuity or like in like normal stories is like oh this this makes me not want to read anything Batman ever again. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, you know, who's my favorite? You know, he the Green Lantern movie made me not want to read Green Lantern anymore. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Jeez. Yeah, and now I've got nothing. I'm surrounded all by Batman books now, so <laughs> it didn't last long, but it definitely put me off him. Uh, <laughs> All Stars, Batman and Robin. Yeah, that's a that's a book. Shadowland from Daredevil. Uh, Shadowland was. Oh, yeah, Kevin Smith's Daredevil one was fantastic. Everybody's right in the chat. That was a good time. That's the Marvel Knights book that looks like Daredevil's fishing with Spider Man on the cover. <laughs> yeah, uh, guarding, guarding, and devil. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they're fishing from the rooftops to me. Uh, are we are we about done? Should I give yeah. the IST plug? Goodbye, see yeah. that plug. Instocktrades.com, where you can get your collected editions uh, from thirty eight to sixty five percent off, depending on the book and the sale. Don't forget your two percent loyalty discount. Uh, at the end of every month, we give away a free $50 gift card to a lucky viewer, courtesy of InStockTrades.com. Books, uh, a book order worth $50 or more in the United States gets you free shipping. Fabulous customer service, fabulous packaging. That's InStockTrades.com. Yow. Yow. Right. Don't pay full cover price for your books, people. Yeah. The books that broke us. It was a fun episode. It brought back a lot of bad memories, but it was fun. <laughs> Sometimes you got to relive the trauma to get over it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show me on this doll where Kevin Smith hurt you. Oh my god. <laughs> this doll doesn't have doesn't have the parts that hurt. <laughs> oh, I feel close. Oh. Everybody's talking about <laughs> everybody's talking about All Star Batman. I feel I feel a weight lifted off of my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is our this is our confessional here. Yeah. Paz y amor para todos. Great fun episode as always. Thank you guys for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, normally we're very positive, but yeah, it sounds like we needed to get this out of our systems. Well, we talked about that before that you know people get together more when they talk about things they don't like. <laughs> Did you talk about like to your shrink once before Jess or something like that? So yeah, <laughs> you want me to sign off with salty Omni Dog? Okay, uh, <laughs> I um, Gabe, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me uh, talking about how much Century sucks and how I was blue balled and catfished um, my entire <laughs> life because of Century uh, on Instagram. Uh, Gabe loves nineties comics. And, and stay tuned. I might be having another YouTube channel coming up. Oh, yeah. Idea. I got an idea. That's nice. right. It's a good idea. Uh, you can find me at ComicsGuide101 on Twitter and uh, ComicsGuide101 on YouTube where there's an archive of old videos and a whole bunch of other stuff. And you can find me, OmniDog, on OmniDog's Vault on YouTube and OmniDog's underscore Vault on Instagram. Peace and love. Peace and love. Buy your books from InStock Trades. The chat was great tonight. Thank you, everybody, for your contributions. And to those books that we talked about, <laughs> that's right. 
And if you're watching this on a rewind, uh, in the chat or in the comments, what books broke you? You had a lot, a lot of great ones mentioned in the chat during the show. So, <laughs> thank you for watching. Peace and love. Peace and love. Like, comment, and subscribe. Good night, everyone. Good night.